Hi everyone, I'm Carla and that's Lauren. Hiya! And this is Chirping with AVA Owls Season 3, Episode 7. Guys, it's our three-year anniversary! We've been doing this for three whole years, Lauren. Oh my three years. days! <laughs> three years. I made a note in our podcast calendar because last year we forgot. Yeah. And the year before that we forgot. So it's like, this year we're going to remember. Well, well done for remembering. I know, it took me long enough. <laughs> but yeah, three years, wow, and still no money coming from it. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's the longest volunteer work I've ever done. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the longest charity charity stuff we've been doing. Honestly. Um, as a disclaimer, as always, these are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything. We are only speaking from our empirical practice, and we do love sharing things with you guys. So, anything you want to discuss from the previous pod, Lauren? I don't think so. But I don't teach. remember things very clearly. It was teach. So it was it, teach. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, cool. Moving on then. Um, please feel free to communicate any topics you'd be interested in us discussing or any questions you might have about topics we've already covered or further developments of topics you'd like us to talk about. You can email us. We are aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. And you can also contact us through our website. That's www.abaowls.com. On Instagram, we are at aba underscore owls. Or on Facebook, we are just aba owls. So, yes, please get hold of us there. <laughs> um, the topic of today, or the topic for today, is and I think I don't, we were kind of talking about what we're going to call it, but it's kind of under our ethics um, heading, yeah. and it's posting children's pictures online. Okay, so posting photos of children or young people online. Are we happy with that one? Well, we can always change it if we feel like it. So if the title doesn't match what we just said, then you know it's yeah. because we changed our minds. So you know. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so why we chose the topic. Carl and I both are really invested in navigating ethics mm -hmm. and thinking about it critically um, through our practice. So it's kind of always the forefront of our minds. Whenever we're doing anything, we think about ethics. And yeah. I think this kind of topic um, needs to be carefully considered. And um, we, in a way, feel that maybe people don't really think about the ramifications of posting pictures. And I mean, any pictures, never mind pictures of children or young people online. So we have quite a lot to get through. So I think we're just going to get started. We will follow our usual what, where, how, and why, and work within those areas. And just a brief warning that this topic can be very serious and quite heavy in some areas. We don't mean to make it like that, but I think in reality, we need to be really considering um, these actions and how they impact other people. Um, and so, yeah, please try and be understanding and send us feedback. We're always, always keen for feedback. Um, and we're more than happy to answer questions and discuss things and also just, you know, foster a bit of a debate because I think it's important that we do do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm getting started. So it's going to be me first. Yay. For you guys. <laughs> um so we have some, we're going to, I'm going to start with what, but I'm going to do a brief bit into ethics. Then I'm going to talk about what do we mean by when we're saying posting pictures of children online. And then, yeah, we're going to follow on from there. And then Carla's going to tackle the next section. So let me get started. So I thought it would be important to start about like, what are ethics? What do we consider ethics? How do we define it? 
Um, the word ethical, ethics, or ethically, um, will be used very frequently throughout what we're saying, but not always under the right circumstances. And always, let's start with a definition, as we think it's important to begin with what we mean when we say ethics or ethically. Okay, so according to the Oxford English Dictionary, ethics is, and I quote, moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conduct of an activity. Okay, another one, quote, the branch of knowledge that deals with moral principles, unquote, or finish quote. I think I like both of these definitions, but I think the moral principle one speaks to me more. I don't know about you, well, Carla. I mean, but they both mention morals now that I'm looking at it. But Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but what, which one? You okay. mean the first one or the second one? I think the first one, because I quite like that they've mentioned behavior, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> um, as I think it's something we can relate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, morals are everywhere. And I think, you know, some of them are tired. And they vary. And they moral, exactly. morals vary as well. Exactly. And your value system, which is kind of, you know, intertwined with morals, kind of, you know, they sort of go together. And... um. I think in one way, you know, the way to look at it is how we conduct our lives, okay, or which guidance we get from our moral compass, so to speak, kind of like that. So we're going to kind of roll with that a little bit. Um, and just to ABA it a bit, as we always do, I'm certain we have mentioned this previously, but yeah. it's important for our listeners to understand, yeah? So anybody who's new or who haven't listened in a while or whatever – in the field of ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis, and being BCBAs, Board Certified Behavior Analysts, we need to follow our own professional ethics code. Okay, so we follow an ethics code provided from the BACB, the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. So any links we mention today will be in the podcast show notes slash blurb. Okay, so basically the we get our ethics codes from the BACB, the Board Analyst Certification Board. Sorry, Behavior Analyst Certification Board. I always do that. It's so annoying. Anyway. <laughs> um, and the BACB website states, and I'll quote again, the Ethics Code for Behavior Analysts outlines the ethics standards to which a BCABA and a BCBA certificates and applicants and authorized continuing education providers must adhere. Okay? And I think the tone is very clear <laughs> and certain that our being part of this board, being certified under this board, basically means that us professionals must adhere to those rules, these ethics. Okay, and the registered behavior technicians, your RBTs, have their own ethics code, which they also need to adhere to, but that's also accessed through the BACB. But website. they're the same ones as but us, uh, no? The RBT has the same ethics code as us? It's slightly Similar. simplified. Well, yeah, because they can't yeah, do, they yeah. don't implement um, interventions, so yeah. I guess it will be slightly yeah. different. So it's thing. slightly simplified, but there is a code, and I remember I've gone through it a few times. But I think it's important that, and 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 the thing is, is just to be mindful of those. And when you feel a little bit lost, just go back to that. Mm. That and um, Bear and Wolf, you know, nineteen sixty-eight. Those oh, are my yeah. two reference points yeah. when I feel a bit lost. Yeah, I go back to those two. Um. And then I also started to, started my thinking about other professions, and I know that they have um, ethics codes, and they might not call it ethics codes always. So I have a friend who's a pharmacist, and I have a couple of friends who are doctors, and I thought I would just do some research. So I did 
in South Africa, so everybody else out there, this is our dozen research into the South African Medical Association and their ethics code, ethical code, or um, they have rights and responsibilities, um, which have different guidelines on how to manage areas, but they also have sections on rights and responsibilities that I just mentioned, okay? So they have rights to, you know, to equal treatment and equal benefits in the law, okay, but they also have the responsibility to treat all patients equally and provide them with the same level of concern. So I think that one's also quite a nice one. So it's a framework to work within. Um, but I do think it's important that we remember these things because sometimes we get a bit lost um, and people question our conduct for whatever and we can go back to the ethical code because I think it helps you it's kind of like giving you that um, direction again and I think it's important to know that many occupations or lines of work have ethics codes which the people who are trained under their guidance have to follow if you are certified that way this is the rules these are the things you have to adhere to there's no questioning that and if you do I'm sure there's channels to do that but you know they're written for a reason and they're there to keep everybody safe so and make sure that best practice is always at the front line of everything. So it's the best practice of you as a professional and that the person who's receiving that practice is also receiving the best quality. Um, and I think we kind of believe that ethics is vital to ensure that all professionals or people who practice in whatever field adhere to these rules and guidelines and all responsibilities, as it is mentioned, to ensure the best practice for all. Okay? I don't know if you have anything to comment on there, Carla. No. Good so far. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Then I did some research um, on just ethics as a lifestyle because, because as I mentioned, Carl and I are quite interested in it and we we talk about it quite a lot. Um, and I really like this quote from the Santa Clara University. Okay. And it's quite a long quote, but I'm going to read it. Okay. So ethics is a lifestyle. Ethics has influence over the decisions we make and the actions we take from personal lives to our professional careers and beyond. We are all part of an interconnected, interconnected global community. Our contributions to the common good, no matter how big or small, can have a lasting impact. Choosing an ethical lifestyle will ensure our impact is positive. Business leaders have a unique opportunity to create and influence the ethical culture of their business and among their stakeholders. Even bringing ethics into your business mindset will help you approach situations in a more ethical way. And if you are unsure how to create an ethical culture in your business, lead by example is always a great way to start. It's as simple as be good and do good. Okay, so it'll be this uh, this link will be in the podcast below. But I really like that one because I think it kind of just summed it up. It's not just about work, but it's about you know how how you make choices really. And mm -hmm. I think I like the interconnected global community. I really like that bit. Um, and I wanted to give an example because um we have an area and um sort of about kind of nearish where I live. And there's been a new mayor elected into um, running that um, community. And um, previously, the people who ran it were, it's very well known that there was a lot of corruption involved. So if you wanted certain things passed, you just paid whoever off or did a deal with whoever. And I think this new mayor has basically made it very, very, very clear that corruption won't fly. And so people that are trying to get him to um go certain ways just aren't successful and it's it's eradicated that corruption in that area and um the people that are working with him are so happy to be there because they were indoctrinated in the system of 
well, if you want things done, we have to, you know, get these people on board. We have to bribe them or we have to do whatever. And um, I think that kind of like ways of making choices is just basically gone out of the community. And they pulled themselves out of these massive debt. And yeah, it's just amazing. So I That's thought I'd really give that cool. example. Yeah, he's amazing. amazing. Like, I want to know him, but I don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So maybe one day I'll meet him um, working in communities. So what do we mean when we say posting pictures of children online? And I know that sounds like an obvious question, but I think it's just important to kind of unpick it a bit. So I think there's more than one way to look at this. In fact, there's probably multiple ways to look at this. Mm. I think one way is to ask the young person or child if we can mm-hmm. take the picture, you know, yeah. and if they can say yes or do understand what that means, you know, or say no, we have to kind of respect that. And if a child does say yes, do they know what that means for someone to have a picture of them, you know, or store a picture of them on their phone or on their devices or whatever? And also by agreeing to a photo, do they agree to having the photo being posted online? Do they even understand what that means? Um, To be very honest, I'm not sure I even understood what it meant when I was younger, you know. <laughs> like, there's no, you know, now it's like the, the realization that the photos that are on the internet just never go away. They nope. never, once nope, you put nope. them up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. They basically don't belong don't. to you anymore, right? That's kind of how mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You've given them. Yeah. You've given it to someone else. I think there's yeah. a little, like depending on it is on the inappropriate use or something. There's still some laws around it, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like for example, if you don't have something saying copyright or use of this photo for these purposes, whatever, oh, yeah. like you know, unless you have something like that, they can just you because most I th- I'm not 100% sure but most photos you put online people can use for personal uses so yeah. if someone comes across a picture of you online they can just keep it in their desktop I guess you might be someone's yeah. desktop picture and you don't and know. also the fact that we can also because people are like oh but you can't download it but the fact that you can take a screenshot on basically yeah, any device yeah. means that mm-hmm. you can you know you can alter and crop and whatever else you want to it becomes you just adopt you know you take it yeah so yeah i think it's it's a little bit more than i initially thought but anyway um so i think it's quite a nice ethical conundrum in which we could talk ourselves into many circles right for hours carl and i could go on and on and on but we will try and (laughs) keep it keep it relatively interesting um and I know a lot of people who post pictures of themselves and their kids online, and I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, I think when you're really young, you don't really have a concept of what it means, and maybe it's a bit unfair to allow these photos to be posted online. Um, but I'm also not here to judge, and I think sometimes people don't go beyond just posting. They just do that, and then they don't think about anything else. No, I I think they really don't. I think people do want to share their good times and good moments with others, but it's become like daily normalized action. Like it's just it's just almost not instinct, but like yeah, second nature at some mm. point now that we don't even stop to consider like okay, why am I doing this? What will happen to the picture once it's on the internet? Because I think no one like you know when a few years I think it was two years ago or something last year came like that um. 
uh, that thing on Netflix about social media and algorithms and la la la. And, oh, and yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of people telling me, oh, my day is so interesting. I didn't know. I'm like, you didn't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think sometimes people don't want to think about something because it's too much to think about it because then they'll see, oh, this is actually an issue. And yeah. And I think it's too much of a reality check to deal with, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think also it's like consuming, right? You don't sometimes yeah, you don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. because you're just in it. And mm-hmm. um, I think, um, yeah, I think just this fast pace kind of like... And also I think being... Um, like a global community now because it's easy to access. Like Carla's now sitting in the UK, I'm sitting in South Africa, we're chatting Mm -hmm. to each other, we're recording. Things are so much easier that this is kind of a way where we would share stuff in person, but we can't really do that anymore because we're kind of scattered everywhere. But we can share this in this way. Um, But I think also... Not social media, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and people want to show other people what they're doing. There's kind of like this weird... Like, contest. I don't know. I think it's maybe a little bit unconscious. I don't know if people are always thinking that. Um, because when I say things like that to some people, they just stare at me blankly. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyway, let's let's get back to um, uh, posting pictures of kids online. So, um, I found this article co- um, from familyeducation.com called The Problem and Dangers of Posting Kids on Social Media. And it's written by a lady called Stephanie Sokol in December 2022. So it's quite recent, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I, yeah, we, we're calling our big on trying to find as recent as possible <laughs> information. Yeah. Um, and I quite like the contents and I recommend that if you're interested, you can go and read the article. And again, the links will be in the podcast blurb. Okay. So, the contents contents are the best practices for online safety for kids, identity fraud of children online, dangers of cyber child protectors, sorry, (laughs) danger of cyber child predators, not protectors, (laughs) family vlogging, celebrities posting children, and then psychological effects of social media on children. Okay, now, I, I liked so much of the content that I'm going to do quite a lot of quotes because I think the quotes will stimulate us to think more. So, I like, when I started writing some of the content for this podcast, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then when I started reading, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually quite... It starts to make you think more and more and more. So, it's quite mm. nice. So, it might lead us somewhere. Um, So, the article covers these topics well. And I'm going to quote, as I said, some of the content here. As I think the author phrases some of my thoughts and feelings in a more succinct manner. I tend to over-talk. She tends to be more succinct, this lady. Believe it or not, she's a journalist. So, she refers to parents over-sharing or what they call sharenting, okay, or to sharent. Um, And the fact that this, as soon as the family falls pregnant, okay, or has a baby, that the content is posted on social media. So before the baby is even born, they have information being shared about them on social media. And you can tell, I mean, there's no consent there. And I know that there shouldn't be because you don't have the capacity to. But still, I just think, just looking at that, it's like before we this person is even a person, they are being put on social media. Okay? And also she mentions how the pandemic actually exacerbated this as people weren't able to share experiences together in person. And I quote, but as people post online, they may not realize the dangers of sharing photos of their children on social media sites, end quote. Okay. 
She does go on to detail, and I quote again, young children aren't able to fully consent or understand what it means to have images of them posted online. And if you believe that you're sharing privately, creating short-term posts for a select audience on Instagram stories or Snapchat, People can screenshot them and save them. And data breaches can expose your information around the internet, including the dark mm-hmm, web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you post online, you first your first consideration should be your child's well-being. Okay? While this may not have malicious intent when sharing a funny moment with, you know, with others, take a moment to think about your child how your child might feel seeing an image, text, or a video as they're growing up before you, before, sorry, as they're growing up before you click post, end quote, so-called 2022. So I just think that really stimulated quite a lot of my thought processes. It's like, okay, Mm. consent is really important. What are we teaching young people that they don't get to consent? You know, I think it's such a huge area. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have some more quotes and I think they are quite extreme, but maybe they aren't extreme in this context. Maybe, and I think it's sorry, yeah, go on. it's sorry, important go on. to always consider every angle. Sorry, Carla, go for I, it. I mean, I, I'll just play devil's advocate for a moment. And I don't think it's extreme. I really don't. Because, you know, this sort of information, birthdays, parrot, pets' names, um, first street you lived on, like, what people post online is really scary. And if you think... No one else is looking. Everyone, every, there's always people looking, and these mm. are the sort of things they ask you for password security, like on online accounts. Like, what's your, what's your mom's maiden name? What, what's your favorite movie? Exactly. Yeah, and it's literally you're literally giving other people online the answers, the questions you think are private, because at least with us, I know with my questions, I know they're private because, like, my parents didn't have internet to post. I, mm. I'm for sure haven't posted online, so like the only thing that I think maybe you can find online from me is my birthday, and even that I try to disguise it as much as I can. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's re- you know what like we don't want to go in the rabbit hole because it's too scary to think about, but the truth is, it is scary. It is scary yeah. and it's very real. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That's the end of part one of posting pictures of children online.